for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please like, share, and subscribe. Now to the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Balanced Insanity with Monica. Boop, boop. Uh, today, I have a special guest, and we will be talking about graduating in a pandemic. Man, let me tell you, it's going to be a very exciting episode, so stay tuned. Hey, Flomi, how are you? Hi, Monica. I'm doing good. Thank you for being my guest for today's episode about graduating in a pandemic. Okay, thank Um, you for having me. You're so welcome. I, I remember... Um, before I even get into that, so tell us a little about yourself. You're Salome. You graduated during a pandemic. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So what else about you? Yes. My name is Salome. I went to Howard University in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I went to Howard's Business School. And my major was international business, and my concentration was supply chain management. And my foreign language was Chinese Mandarin. Wait, so you studied Chinese Mandarin while you were in school as like a subset? That like, if you do international business, you have to take a foreign language and you have to reach a certain level. Oh my gosh. So how proficient are you in Mandarin? Yeah, Mandarin. Would say pretty basic, honestly. I'm not gonna lie. Like, okay, I I went all the way up to conversational, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I can read some things. I can understand a, a lot more. Right. But don't count yourself short because I feel like you're doing better than most of the world. Because <laughs> the rest of us are studying Spanish, you can barely get it. <laughs> I took a lot of Spanish too in high okay. school. I'm way gotcha. better at Spanish, but um, I think if I was really gonna try to be fluent, I want to like live in China or Singapore or Taiwan gotcha. for a couple years. Gotcha. Oh my goodness! But the so- thought was that so everything just kind of came together, and I started to get really interested in economic development. Okay. And um, specifically in the Caribbean and. Africa as a continent Mm -hmm. and you know the Chinese invest a lot so I thought I saw myself kind of fitting in that intersection of international business and with the Chinese language background gotcha and there are a lot of doing that anymore I do but at this point I just I just need a job I just need a job job. forget about my hopes and dreams okay Operations. <laughs> what I really want to do. I just need to pay these bills. <laughs> so funny. Um. Okay. So, what made you go into that particular? I don't even think that was a major when I was in school. But what made you decide to go into that major? Um. So I've always wanted to be a business major. Like I would create small business plans in high school, just randomly. For Every fun. Time I want. Yeah. For fun. <laughs> Like a little weirdo. Um, yeah, I would just be like, okay, and then this would be our target audience. And then we would do this. Like everything that I wanted that mm-hmm. I didn't have or like mm-hmm. a place I wanted to go, I would just come up with it. Like how would I do this? Or even like in elementary school, I used to steal 
when I was three. I take my the snacks that my mom bought me, right, and, and sell them to people. So then, why don't you? This may be I'm giving you work now. So why don't you? Um, like you can actually sell that service. Like you can start an enterprise, like your own. You can call it like SD mm-hmm. enterprise where you sell business plans to people. Like that's you can do that and make that a thing of your own. Yeah, I could do that. I told, I told you I'm giving you work. So you have that option, mm-hmm. or you can also you can also be a consultant and just yeah. like have people pay you to do these things for them. I'm looking into consulting. I'm actually interviewing for a firm. Oh snap! Because you know, once you put the worm after after consulting, that means money raining. I'm saying I need the money to rain. <laughs> shower down, Lord, shower down. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. So you ended up graduating this year. Mm-hmm. Um. And I remember watching your. I felt like I was there while you were going through these pains on your Instagram page, like. <laughs> I was just like, dang, man, why my school not, why they can't help me out? And I'm just like, Monica, this is not you. You've graduated 20 years ago. Like, calm down. Oh, man. So those pains were a little bit different. Those weren't really related. Well, the most painful part about this year was that I almost didn't graduate. And anybody that went to an HBCU, maybe other people, I don't know, they know that the closer you get to the, the wire, the harder it gets. So they weren't going to let me walk. Um, I was missing like a class and I was supposed to take that class during the summer, but it was a lot. Like they, they credit, they overcharged me and then they overcredit me. And then there was a secret balance I didn't know about because of that balance. Couldn't get the grants, couldn't take the class. And then I had to double up on classes my last semester. I was taking 18 credits. Wow. And I was working 26 hours a week. No, 20, yes, 26 hours a week. And it was it was touch and go for a second. That's crazy. So you weren't going to be walking because you had to take, like, the, because of the finance reason or because of the extra class reason? Because of the extra class. So they had to make an exception for me. So they, I was talking to the lady, and they, she was like, oh, this class it doesn't count. Like, it's not offered this semester. You were supposed to take it in the summer or last fall. And I was just like, oh. So... I was talking to her, actually on my birthday, <laughs> I was talking to her and I was crying. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to walk. And then, so I did what, you know, the last resort plan C and I emailed everybody, the, <laughs> dean, World. the president of the school, the everybody. Okay. The gym teacher, Cause the gym <laughs> teacher didn't want to take me either. Okay. I was like, listen, ma'am. I need this one credit class to graduate. Just let me empty your right. So She's easy. Like, had to, it was a lot. It was a lot. They weren't trying to help me. They weren't. And basically, my mom had to come down from DC. She brought her lawyer friend, and we oh. talked to the dean of we talked to the the dean of the business school, and he was like, "Oh, right. you could have just talked to me yourself." I'm like. Bought. Weren't you on the email thread? Like <laughs> he was, and then after that, he was like, "Okay, let's set up meetings." And everybody was like, "Oh, we didn't know, we didn't know." And I'm like, "Well, I was just <laughs> you just weren't listening." 
<laughs> right? Like, had we had you had just read the email, clicked open, I wouldn't be here with my mom and her attorney. Like, um, so I was able to do like a self study co op class that supplemented the um the procurement class that I needed, mm-hmm. and so then I just I got to graduate. Yep. Right. Okay. And so then this is when the the horror of it all came in, is the after you graduated part. Well, it was even before we were on lockdown and all the classes were, um, all the classes were online and and I was like, oh, thank God, because I lived off campus right. and I was tired of <laughs> taking the bus to class. I was tired of taking the bus to work and now everything was online. I could just be in my bed, but um, actually. And I don't even know if this is really a topic for today, but I was <clears throat> the pandemic lockdown stuff mm-hmm. started while I was on my spring break in Cancun. Yes, because I remember seeing those pictures. Like, <laughs> where where is this girl? <laughs> and then after, you know, after the thing, my work was like, we're gonna move to remote. Um, you guys are still getting paid. Da 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 da. And I was like, oh, worth it. <laughs> and I just didn't want the fun to stop. So me and my crazy brain, um, uh-huh. I went on another vacation with my my boyfriend at the time and his family, and ended up getting stuck there with him for a month. Mm-hmm. I remember and, that. Um, I was miserable. Okay. <laughs> And it just felt like, like getting through school and stuff was just miserable. I was in the country. Oh, chickens. so no, yeah, so no Wi-Fi, no, none of that stuff. They had Wi-Fi because if they didn't have Wi-Fi, I was going to make him buy me a return ticket, like for the next day, like just whatever it was. Then you need to buy me a return because he told me that there would be Wi-Fi. He told me a lot of things. Now, <laughs> but I was like, you, I need. We had Wi-Fi, so that was great. And right. his aunt, I love her so much. She cooked for me every single day, breakfast, uh-huh. lunch, and dinner. But That's it was just—it was just really hard. I'm used to having my own space for studying, mm-hmm. and it's like everybody. I just yeah, everybody was in the same space. So trying to like take tests, I'm taking a test. He's watching Fast and Furious, or he's <laughs> on a phone call with his best friend, and it's just like. I literally be there crying like oh no but weren't you in St. Lucia yeah I was in St. Lucia right like so but I'm trying St. Lucia to figure was out, like... locked down too so I was really just in the house in St. Lucia mm. it was still beautiful right absolutely unreal how pretty it is over there it's I haven't been yet but I feel like all Caribbean co- countries or islands, I should say, because they're not countries, but all Caribbean islands are like a beautiful place to go. If you haven't been to Aruba, go to Aruba. Pink sand beaches. Oh, oh. And it's a flat island, so it doesn't have a lot of hills. So once that wind blow, everybody's feeling it. Yeah, it's so... I can't even tell you I was hot while we were there. My sister complained about the sun, mm-hmm. but... Cause she's just like, oh, the sun, I'm gonna melt so hot. Uh. <laughs> like she's one of those. But even for her, she was just like, she liked it because she could feel the breeze, and the breeze was continuous. It wasn't like 
you're burning up and then you get like this trickle of breeze and it's just like it feels so good and now you're dying for the next wind no it wasn't one of those it was like consistent so whenever we're able to travel again make sure you go to aruba okay um oh that'll be dope because i have to go back um i've already started planning for 2022 which is amazing yeah i i want to go to thailand and I was also telling my mom, I think it was, I'm thinking about becoming a flight attendant. Flight attendant. Mm, yeah. Because yeah, I. Discounts. Right. Because I wanted to do it when I was younger, but then everybody was like, oh, you got to get a job. You got to get a real job. You got to do this. You got to do this. And then I wanted to be a lawyer. And then I thought I gave up on it. And then now being sick, I'm like, I want to travel. What's the best way to travel? Flight attendant. Flight attendant. Yeah. Um, okay, but yes, that was a little tangent, but it was good because it yeah. got me it got me thinking about my traveling trips and <laughs> getting on a plane over the ocean again, which I'm like so happy to do. Um, but I wanted to know from you, so like having to go through all of this stuff during a pandemic, during places just instantly getting locked down left and right, how were you dealing with it mentally? Like, was it frustrating for you mentally outside of the schoolwork? Like not having to sit for a test and you got 12,000 people behind you having a conversation, but just like sitting still, having to sit still, like how did that affect you? As an introvert, I was truly excited. Like I honestly, (laughs) I felt guilty about being so happy that I would not be required to leave my house. And I just was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like, oh, why can't school be online? Why can't school homework always be online I could just I wouldn't eat breakfast every day like it was honestly just you were in heaven in heaven I loved it (laughs) but then when I started thinking about my future that's when the doom Mm. set in I'm like what am I going to do as an international business major during a global pandemic like what if the world shifts their focus what if governments shift to being more self-sufficient trump is in office talking about he wants manufacturing to be done in the u.s primarily and i'm like that's not what my major is set up as right um okay so i just learned well i shouldn't say i just learned i just accepted that i'm also an introvert and with the caveat i'm an introvert with extrovert tendencies so when I was younger, I was very much of an extrovert. Like, you couldn't keep me in the house. In the house for what? I go outside. Let me sit on the corner on the stoop. Like, let's go hang out on this corner. Like, I was always wanting to be outside the house. Now that I'm older, I took a test, the Meyer Briggs test, when I was at working at um, Mount Sinai. And I got my results. And I was like, teacher, this results is wrong. Like, this is not me at all. And she's like, no, you know, it's not 100% who you are. But you, you, these are the things that you're gravitating to. And I was like, nah, this is a lie. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This ain't me. This ain't me. And so, because, you know, I'm an Aries, crave attention. So she had to focus all her attention now on me. And she's just like, so let's go through an exam. What don't you think is, is you? And I was like, this introvert part. I'm not an introvert. Like, I like being around people. I like being outside. And she was like, yes, that doesn't necessarily not make you an introvert. What that means is that you like being around people, but 
you can only stand people for a certain amount of time. And once that time is up, or if you're out in a party setting and things like that, you need to come home and be away from people for a week. And when she said that to me, I was like, that's not true. That's not true. That's not me. I went home and thought about it and literally thought about like, if I plan an event for somebody or if I'm planning a birthday party or if I go out with friends, what do I do once I come home? I'm on the couch, lights out, like in the dark, watching movie, having the best time of my life. And I was just like, huh, maybe I am an introvert. And then when the pandemic rolled around, people were like, oh my God, I can't, I can't go outside. I can't do this. And I was like, I don't have to go to the store for anything. I can't have that joint delivered. Like I literally don't have to leave my house for anything. And it was like the happiest moment. And it was just like, all right, Monica, you're hundred percent an introvert with extrovert tendencies. And that's how I got to be one with myself and be okay with it. Yeah, I feel guilty. I know people are out there suffering, but I have been privileged, blessed to just have a really easy time during this pandemic. Um, in terms of work, like I have a part-time job and I'm basically still unemployed. A lot of places are downsizing or, you know, for other people, their internships got canceled or postponed. Mm. And it's like, I already signed a lease. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, I didn't have to go through a lot of that. I didn't even think about that, actually. Yeah, people signed their leases ahead of time for jobs, for internships, for schools that were now either remote or just not opening. I think I even heard oh a couple gosh. of colleges closing. I don't know. I didn't hear about the colleges. I heard schools. So, like, there is a... I want to say elementary school down the block for me, not for me, for my parents, I should say. Um, and it's been there, I want to say, for about 100 years, I think. They recently just closed the entire school down. My niece goes, yes, my niece goes there. I had to think about it. And she was just like, yeah, they decided to close down my school. So now I have to figure out another school to go to. And I was like, they're trying to operate at minimum capacities. Now, where are you about to go? <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 bonkers. And to think how many people we have to have to now do these, like you said, schooling, like if everybody from the zip code is transferring from that one school back to the only other elementary school in this neighborhood, it's like we can only take 10 of the, the hundreds of kids that you guys have. Like where are the rest of these kids going? They're going to, I don't know. They're going to have to make up completely side tangent. In Mexico online school is on tv because a lot of people don't have wi-fi or not a lot but like for people that don't have wi-fi or live really far they put mm-hmm. the, they put the school like on television and broadcast it on like the free network that is genius that is genius i didn't even think about that and i'm sure some other places probably did it over radio or tv too i was like Right, like mind oh, blowing. I don't like, know. You're invited things. to do something like that, <laughs> like create and a it's program. Never gonna happen. Because um, yeah, a lot of there are people out there that don't have Wi-Fi, so I don't know. Yeah, what they're doing during the pandemic. When the right when um was it the mayor or was it Cuomo? When one of these people was like, you know, like every time at a particular time they would come on and give us like the update. It might have been Cuomo. Somebody, some one of the teachers was like, they should use this time instead of him giving us a broadcast for an hour to put up homework for the kids. And I was like, 
that makes sense. Or like in a corner when he's talking, like, here is the homework for PS whatever, whatever. And then your homework is on the screen. So not only you know it, but your parents know it. Instead of having to do these virtual things. Huh. Look at that. That is amazing. Maybe you could do something like that. Like create a, not necessarily a system, but a place or a business where like teachers, I'm just giving you work. I'm sorry. But where teachers can compile from all the different schools a a central location when any parent, any teacher can log in or something and Mm -hmm. get homework from any school. So they would just type the school's name in and then the school will pop up and it will give them all the information of like the homework and assignments and things like that. Yeah, I think that's possible if you have like, I'm sure there's some sort of teacher um, organization or, you know, and then there's the Board of Education, which connects everything. Barely to the bare minimum. They're not doing their jobs. Let's be real. Let's be 100%. They are not. They can care less. They don't care if you get your homework and you live in Connecticut. I don't care. Talk to your teachers. Like I have a friend, she lives in, she lives in like Yonkers. We call it upstate New York because it's so far. And she works in Brooklyn. And she's like, these parents be emailing me on a Sunday. What does the homework do tomorrow? What? I gave the homework to them on Monday of last week. Like, why are you hit? Why are you contacting me today on a Sunday at, out of all days? Yeah, I don't know. The pandemic, I think, has brought out the stupidity in most people. Yeah, and then teachers were already doing a lot of extra stuff unpaid. So now they're just like, and now they used to can leave it all at school. Now all this extra overtime is, is at home with them. <laughs> so, right. Know. You get no breaks. You get no breaks. Okay, so sorry, that was another tangent. I do a lot of tangents if you haven't realized. Well, you should know this by now. You're my cousin. Um, so the other part of being in Solution, did you get any chance to like enjoy the beach while you were there at least? Um, yeah, we went to one private beach and we went to a river. River was really cool. It was cold. Okay. And I, I washed my hair in the river. Oh, uh, that must have, you didn't take any pictures of that? I did. I didn't. Oh, man. I always see people that, especially like people that have locks, do those like hair oh, wait, no, pictures. I, did not. I didn't take actual pictures of me washing my hair in the river. It was me like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, I, because the river was so cold, I didn't want to get in. But the whole point was for us to go wash our hair in the river. She made yeah. guava, sugar, and other stuff. Um, oh. My ex's aunt, and because she's um, she works in a salon, her salon. Mm. And we were supposed to wash it out in the river, but I didn't know the river was gonna be cold. Yes, girl. So they had they basically held me down and washed my hair off. <laughs> oh my gosh! But that had it to be a too, lot of fun. It wasn't too right. So yeah. you was not like ready for these poses. No. I got you. Because I be on your Instagram page and I'm just like, who is this girl? This is not the person I know. <laughs> this is not the person I remember growing up with. This is me. <laughs> you are aging beautifully. Um. So then, okay, so now that, so we are in St. Lucia, you're trying to finish up your classes, get everything done. 
they say to you, Salome, you, you're taking this class. You will be able to graduate. You have graduated. Ooh. What happens after that? They were like, okay, we're doing virtual graduation. I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm not doing that. They're like, okay, we're going to do a, um, we're going to do a, I think I had work during that time anyway, during the, the mm-hmm. little PowerPoint. The, the virtual graduation was a PowerPoint with your name. And I, the only thing I do regret is that I take the last, I take, I wait until the last minute for everything. Mm-hmm. And I did, I did not take my graduation photos. I thought I had more time. Uh, School gotcha. closed down, everything. So, yeah, I didn't even want to see the PowerPoint. And I didn't even have a, um, <laughs> a photo uh, in the PowerPoint. <laughs> I was so mad when they sent the yearbook to my house. I'm like, not even in this. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to take my graduation photos. It's just not. Yeah. So in hindsight, I actually, not hindsight, that's the wrong word, but when I graduated, I was a December graduate. And so they had the whole commencement and everything and we were supposed to walk. And I purposely scheduled the work to go to work that day so I didn't have to go. And I didn't tell my mom. My mom turns to me and she's like, how do you have your diploma and you didn't walk? I was like, oh, I graduated in December. You know, my mom got on her phone quick, fast and registered me for the June graduation. So she's like, I got you. So somehow she calls up to school and everything. She was like, we got to go pick up your cap and gown. Cap and gown for what? I've graduated. I got my diploma. What am I going to walk across the stage for? I already got my piece of paper because I need a picture of you in your cap and gown. I can do that right here. I have my high school cap and gown. We can put those on and we can take pictures and be okay. She was like, no. So she goes back and forth. She was up. I'm talking about ready to buy me the ring. I was like, you're getting a cap and gown and me walking across the stage. I do not need a <laughs> ring. Bump that. So finally the day comes. I'm just like, uh, taking extra long to get out of bed. We needed to be there at nine. You know, right when you walk to be in your seats, as people are lining up to go to their seats, that means that graduation has already started. They did the welcoming announcements and they're telling everybody, welcome the graduates. I'm still putting on my cap and gown to find my spot in the line before my line walks out. Oh my gosh, Monica. That's how late I was to graduation. And it wasn't and I was just like sitting there with a whole bunch of people from the year after me. And I'm just like, huh. Hmm. Yeah. But I knew most of the people, so it wasn't nothing. But still, like, I would have never walked. I didn't want to walk in graduation. So it's funny to hear like you wanted to actually be in your graduation picture and take graduation stuff and whatnot yeah i wanted to i wanted to walk and it's so now it feels so silly i spent like half of my birthday crying my little eyes out because i thought i wasn't going to be able to walk just for nobody to walk (laughs) (laughs) and now it's like i think i'll probably go to the ceremony if they have it in the spring yeah it doesn't look super likely i don't know what they're gonna do because now if they're not doing a ceremony for now the december graduates they would have to do it for the spring so are they gonna do three years worth of people at at once like i don't know they might if they have the space for it you don't think they have the space for it a lot of people it is full it is full Mm. when when we do it because we have all those schools, and then the graduate school, I mean, the, the law school, the med school, dentist school. 
Well, yeah, that would be a lot of people. They're going to figure it out because they're going to have a lot of people Unless... to call in. So they probably you do right. different You're right because you're talking about Howard. <laughs> we're not paying Howard money to not have <laughs> have my son and daughter walk across the stage. So, um, That's funny. Okay, so then you end up going, you're going through a lot <laughs> with, with this pandemic. Like, this pandemic has really messed you up a little. Like, first, it gave you a blessing by having you do everything at home. Then it was like, nah, bu- nah bro. Not only do you owe us financially. No, no, no. You don't owe us financially. You owe us a class. We're going to make this class just for you online. And you was like, yes. Thank you, Lord. And then it was like, but when you're taking this class online and you don't have to roll out of bed, you're going to be stuck on an island with people that are never going to allow you to study. (laughs) And then you cried because you couldn't walk for the ceremony and then everybody couldn't work for the ceremony. And th- but you then you graduated and you were just like okay I'm graduating, then you were just like can I have my diploma? Oh yes, I forgot about that. I'm like, how can you forget? <laughs> I graduated two months ago. Where is the diploma? I'm taking screenshots of the website <laughs> that says I graduated because that's how hard it is. Okay, they will turn around and change the website and be like, oh, actually, um, you were missing your sports requirement or something. No, I don't have time for that. So I, right. I, I, or like you didn't pay off this bill or something. I'm like, no, I'm taking screenshots of everything, saying I'm good to go. I'm here <laughs> for graduation. It took like three months to get my my diploma. Maybe even for, longer. For them to mail it to you, or for them to say that they had it. Both. I'm just like, so it took like a month and a half. No, I graduated May 9th. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had my diploma until like August. And I think it was like in June when I called up there and I'm like, hey, I just need some confirmation that I'm graduating. <laughs> and then that's that email that you saw where she's like, uh, that's not my business or that's not my job or something. And I'm like, she's like, as you so can, can we- see in the email, well, you need to go and look through or something. I don't remember what she said, but I'm just like, she's just not trying to help. Like, it was so clear what I was confused about. And then other students came and were like, okay, so you're looking at the wrong link. You need to go here and then click on this. And I'm like, okay. So now after all this time, I can finally see Slomi clear to graduate. Right. So let's talk about this email. Because I thought that email, one, was hilarious. Because I was just like, <laughs> she got the right one on the right day. <laughs> because... There is no way you're going to talk to me, ma'am. Like, I'm coming to the school to face you. Lockdown or not, I'm going to come to you toe-to-toe. Like, what's good? Like, she was coming for that neck. You know what it was? You know what it sounded like? that? all the way around her. All the way around her. I'm like, okay, good day. (laughs) It sounded like one of... CC the world. Oh, my gosh. I should have it. I did. Have you ever... I don't know if you've ever seen this yet, but... There are typical times when you're working and there's a Karen that you'll literally put in the email, please talk to such and such for this, whatever the case may be. And then they'll respond to this email. Well, can't you just do it for me? And it's like, who who you talk? You know, this is a workplace, ma'am. Like, we're not friends. Like, what are you talking about? And I felt like, is it? I think it was. 
no. I didn't call her by her first name. I'm pretty sure her name was Karen. But she gave you one of those, like... Yeah, she was like, listen, I already sent out the emails. I don't know. I feel like she didn't know, to be honest. And she's she like, literally could have just... Part. I don't she could have said that. But she could have said that. She could have forwarded. I ended up calling like five different departments to try and figure it out. I'm just like, whatever. Oh my gosh. I remember when you had posted that. I was just like. So many people were like, report her, report her. I was like, who does she think she's talking to? You are a college graduate now. You you can use all the big letter words. Like you've paid the Howard tuition that can afford you to stand up and tell her, hey, person. I'm going to need you to step, have her several seats and oh, stop heck, the foolishness. Heck no. Not until I have that diploma in my hands was I trying to talk to anybody <laughs> again. You don't understand. I felt like I was on ice. Like, So you was just like, I'm going to be nice until they finally give me that diploma. Then I'm going to blow up the school. That's what, that was the plan. But then I just <laughs> was like, whatever. It just was so anticlimactic. I just went from one stage to the other. I'm trying to find this email. Oh, why don't I just look in my I'm looking at my screenshots? Uh, That's funny. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy if her name is Karen. But while you do that, I think it is crazy how so many people having to go through this pandemic are dealing with similar situations like you with graduating. People are truly upset about not walking across the stage. And when I had the opportunity to walk across the stage, I refused to do it. And my mother had to force me to do it. And then even when I got my master's, it was just like I wanted to go. And so the school that I was going was in Louisville, Kentucky. My sister says to me, yes, I was doing it online. Hated every moment of it because I like to go to I like to be in classes. And they used to have some classes on Friday and Saturday here in the city. And then my sister said, so I was like, yeah, I want to graduate. You know why? I want to walk across the stage because I paid for this. It's my money. I want to do it. My sister, and I don't even think she realized this, but she ended up talking me out of walking across the stage. And the reason why was because Louisville, Kentucky is considered very not welcome us to us colored folks, right? And so my dad and sister are dark skin, and it's me and my mom. And so my sister says, mm-hmm. well, you and mom can go down there and be fine. Me and dad is what I'm worried about. So if you're walking across the stage, tell me exactly the time that you're walking and the date, because I will fly down to see you cross the stage, and I will take the next flight out to come back home so I'm not spending the night there. I was like, for all that, just don't come. And she was like, no, no, no. But I would come to see you walk across the stage. And then the closer and closer I got to the date, the more and more I was like, hmm, maybe I should just stay my black behind in New York and just receive my diploma in the mail. And that's what I did. Oh my gosh. I'm not even gonna lie. The way I like don't even understand how people live in the South. Like it's beautiful down there, but <coughs> my little, I can't handle it. Yeah. I, I when couldn't... I was looking for schools. A lot of the HBCUs are in the South. So I went mm-hmm. down there, and I, my second choice was North Carolina AT&T. Mm-hmm. So we stopped in to, um, <clears throat> to, what are we doing? We were like going to Walmart or getting something to eat or something. Mm-hmm. All I see is this giant, like, five by six Confederate fag. And I was like, Mom, 
We got to <laughs> It's time to go. <laughs> it's about that time. And we go into a diner, and this lady's like, y'all ain't from around here, is ya? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You sound just like a horror movie. I just wanted to tell you that. Tell you that. Like, when you said that... <laughs> I pictured you at a diner, like a real raggedy looking down south diner with this white heavy set lady that like gives Billy Bob Bob Joe the eye. Like they not from around here. You can kill them out in the back once they leave. Like that's that setup that I have in my head when you said that. The thing is, I don't even think she was like, I don't even think it was on like a, a racial thing. She was just like, I think she just thought we were being weird. And right. I had on like my little in like. A little button down and stuff like that, and like, yeah, you know, people from down south. And I hope none of your viewers from down south because I'd be slandering the south. But like, <laughs> they're just so much more friendly and talkative, and like, you're just like, okay, table for two, and then like, how are you? What am I? Mm-hmm. And then we're just like, hmm, you're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? It's freakishly weird how nice they are in the south, because it's like it's not even the fact that they're friendly. It's to the extent of friendliness that they give you, especially as a New Yorker or somebody from the from up here, where it's just like, whoa, are you going to kill me? Are you going to p- put me in your car and like chop me up later? Because um, I went to South Carolina. I went to Myrtle Beach by myself. I was just like, oh, I need a vacation. I'm going to Myrtle Beach by myself, solo dolo. I'm like, okay, I got to be very cautious because I'm a female. I'm black in the South, right? I'm walking, just like stretching my legs, whatever. This guy in a pickup truck, pedal to the metal, in front of me. Now I'm walking extremely slow because I'm like, oh my God, there's nobody really on the streets. He's going to pick me up and chop me up in his his pickup truck or he's going to slur some racist things at me. This man hops out of his car in the swiftness. Excuse me, ma'am. Do you need a ride somewhere? You know, I I don't really see people around here walking, so I just want to make sure that you're not lost. I'm like, I'm thinking all the serial killer movies possible, known to men, running through my head right now. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm just walking. And he was like, are you sure you're not lost? Because I can take you wherever you need to go because, you know, it's not safe for a woman like you to be just walking around like that. You know, you can get hit by a car or something. And plus, you look like you don't know where you're going, so somebody might take you advantage of you. And I'm just like... <laughs> Are you somebody? Like, <laughs> right, like freaked out. He says, so I rushed him off and I said, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm just probably going to walk to the end of the block. And then I point back to where my hotel is. And he was like, okay, have a nice day. He drives off. I'm walking back to my hotel now. A lady in a golf cart pulls over. Ma'am, are you okay? Me and my little poodle here just want to make sure that you're okay. And we, if you need a ride, we can take you. I don't remember if I got in the the ride in the van with her or not. I think I did though. Knowing me, I probably did. And she takes me back to like this place to go eat, and I'm sitting there by myself yet again. And now the bartender is coming to talk to me, and I, this is like day three, and I'm just like, is do I have the face that says, "Hey, come talk to me," or is this just how people are down here? So that so I kind of understand what you mean. Like they're freakishly nice and scary. Because as a New Yorker, when people are that nice, they want to do you harm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, when you were down there, what restaurants did you go to? Did you go to, is it Bojangles down there? 
I think Bojangles is down there. I saw Bojangles. You didn't go there. Okay. So how this did you end like, up years ago? This was so like... Ago. I don't remember. <laughs> when you say so long ago, we're talking four years ago. I just want you to realize that. Because it takes you four years to graduate college. No? Unless you were there longer. No. I guess it was four years ago. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. 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 It, I might have started looking at school junior year. Oh, look at you being a black... Go ahead. I was talking to... One of my friends who's a counselor now, and he counsels uh, mostly uh, high school students, but his focus is on men or boys in high school. And we were talking about college and college preparation. And we were saying, like, for us, Black folks, we just pick a school on a piece of paper and then show up orientation like, I'm here, to never really go check out a school. No, see, because that's low-key what I did for high school. I went to private boarding high school and I was miserable the whole time mm. and I knew that I did not want another four years of that so that's part of the reason why I went to HBCU in the first place mm-hmm. and I knew I needed to see the school and be excited about going there I knew what to look for to see if I could like feel comfortable mm-hmm. there but I was just but when I was in high school I was like I mean middle school I was like whatever a school right you know, I'll just go. You know, I don't care. Gotcha. It is what it is. My, I'm going to show my, up, do my, my work. My top priority for your high school was the cafeteria. That's the only thing I'll ask about. What's going on in the cafeteria? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, what the dorms look like, I guess. That is so funny. And now that you think about it, you are right. You do get to pick your high school. I forgot about that for some reason. And I was like, whatever. But, no. Hmm. And I was going to college. I'm like, no, I need to see this. I'm grabbing student newspapers to see what do these students, what they got going on. I need to pick my struggle, okay? I need oh, to see my this. gosh. I think that is so amazing. I'm asking them questions like, you know, what do the students do? What do they do for fun? Okay, so that's great that you brought that up. So then if I have anybody that's listening that's on the verge of picking for high school, I'm picking for a college right now, right? Like, let's say they listen to this and they're actually like picking their high school. What are some things that you think they should be on the lookout for when picking a college? Sorry, I keep saying high school, but when picking a college. Picking a college, you need to look at that turnover rate, okay? After freshman year, how many people are staying? Jabila, mm-hmm. I don't want her to hear me because I don't want her to get triggered, but Jabila, she goes to school and the wilderness in PA and every time she makes a group of friends, they all either drop out or transfer. That we oh should have looked God. at the rate. The, yeah. Every every school has their own percentage of how many people are making it from freshman year to sophomore year. Right. And you you know, you gotta you gotta that means something. It means mm-hmm. students are not happy. It means that I don't know, something's going on. If like over 50% of the freshman class is not making it to the sophomore class and vice and you know from sophomore to yeah. senior you gotta look at that what is what are the dorming policies and where her school is it's still a law in that part of Pennsylvania that unrelated unmarried women over a certain number living together is a brothel legally so <laughs> the girls are well boys you, and girls still- are not able to live off campus 
And part of the reason why is because they would technically be forming a brothel. You talk about 2020? 2020. Well, she started there in like two years ago, but still, yes. How is that possible? Unmarried, unrelated women, like I think more than five living together is legally a brothel. I'm looking this up right now as you speak. Pennsylvania, unmarried. And if I'm wrong... Jamila told me that, so <laughs> go after her. But also, like I think the school, in terms of finances, they need people to be required to live, because I don't know if they can make their bottom line without the um the dorm revenue. And the cost of living is cheap over there, so. And you know what's funny? Like, even though that sounds very far fetched, I still feel like it's possible. Because we live in a country now where you can be 12 years old and marry a 40-year-old man. What? Where? Where? You didn't know that? No. You, what happened to the age of consent? Um, you don't need it. If my parents, if for some reason oh, my parents decide to, if my, so like, and the way that a lot of parents get around it is that if, I was watching a documentary on it. So there's two ways that it's, it's done. It's called uh, child slavery. So if my if a 40-year-old man rapes me and I'm 12, right? My parents can therefore make me marry him um just so that I don't get seen as a, a infidel or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's another way where they do it where if they want to sell sell away their girls, like suppose they're poor and they need money, they will sell me to a man and let me marry that man so that that man can buy me. You know what? Now that you say that, that is true because I used to watch that documentary, um, escaping polygamy about the cults yeah. and how to be right. marrying the twelve year olds off to their uncle and stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, but yeah, I um, I'm gonna have to. It's not coming up, but I will look I into that it. later. It you did? A, yeah, it does. It says, well, hmm, it says it's a myth. It says, contrary to the popular belief, uh, because in PA, if enough unrelated girls live in the same house, it's considered a brothel. Uh, it's an antiquated law. I'm looking at it. <laughs> oh, it says, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania prohibits a given number of unrelated females from residing in one house at a time. In order to prevent the establishment of brothels, the brothel law is what it's called, uh, as well as the others reported on the internet, um, they said it's completely false. Yeah, I guess it's just an urban myth then. It's all me. Maybe we can cut this part out. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like that's something to look into because it had to have come from somewhere. It's not like we could just, somebody could just say it enough times and then it becomes a law. Like it had to be a law either at one point and maybe they did abolish it, but people mm-hmm. still hold true to it. But that, at the same time, given the history of this country and what we actually still live in, could it possibly be true? It could possibly be true in certain like communities where it's known amongst the people that live there. Like these are the rules that we're gonna follow. It doesn't necessarily have to be a law, like but this is the law. yeah. That is bonkers. Um. Okay. So, what other kind of things would you tell a person, or are those the only two that you would tell people about 
when they're looking to go into college? Um, don't I think you really don't need to be listening to a lot of different people like about their advice, your family members. Like I had so many people telling me, "Oh, you don't want to go to HBCU. That's not a real college. They're not going to prepare you for the real world." Um, don't you, you spent all that money on boarding school just to go to a real, I mean, like HBCU, it's not a real school. Like, you, you just have to, and I'm sure there's other things that they said about different schools, about which school you're picking. You don't really need to worry about the reputation of the school, okay? Right. Because like, you're paying all that money to, and all those schools, like Howard, I mean, Howard, Harvard, Yale, all those schools, that's about networking, so if you're not someone yeah. that's about to be over there networking, or save doing the, a bunch of energy, you just go to a, a, your state school and find a good program. And you need to make sure that they have a program for what you want to do. If you don't know what you want to do. Did you, you know? Do, go ahead, sorry. If you don't know what you want to do, just think about what you're interested in and see if they have those clubs. Just look through what they have, mm. you know? And you can even go through rate my professor to see what they're ta- what they're talking about there. And you know what's crazy? That is a brand new thing. Because when I was in school, it wasn't around. It was it became a thing when I graduated. I used to look when I'm when I'm picking classes. I'm like, how hard is this? <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Uh, so the way we before there was something on the internet, we used to actually just talk to other students. I know, go figure. So there was this calculus teacher everybody knew him as the one teacher that if you were taking calculus do not expect to get an a there was this one guy in my class that took him four times because he was like i need to prove to myself that i can get it and i can get it by passing his class four times i was like yo after time two i'm picking another teacher at this point it doesn't matter like i don't care get me out of this class i need to graduate and he was like nope this is my fourth time taking him and he was known to give people D's. Like, he didn't care. He didn't care if you understood or not. This is the grade that you're getting. I'm giving you a D. Goodbye. And it was said that if you got a B, like, you were awesome. Because he didn't, he never gave a person an A. Not one person that ever graduated his class got an A. If you got a B, take it and run for the hills. Like, don't even look back. Don't say you want to retake a test to try to get a higher grade. No, just take it and be happy and move on with life. Like, that's how hard he was. And me being the person that I am was like, I'm going to take his class and I'm going to pass it on the first time. Technically, I passed it on the first time. I got a C plus. But what is a C plus? You know what I'm saying? You got to think of it in hindsight. I was happy because I'm like, yo, I don't have, I'm, I barely passed it. <laughs> I was the last one to pass the finish line and I made it. And I took it and I ran. So I'm actually happy that they have this uh, Rate My Professor website now for Mm -hmm. the next generation to be able to do it easily. Speaking Um, of professors, I only made it through because my professors pushed me through. I'm going to be 100% with you. Like, I I was not doing good, okay? My last month of school was in St. Lucia, and I was just, I don't know. I don't know. I was not, my professors were like, they gave us open book exams. Well, it was going to be open book regardless of if it was open book or not. (laughs) Yo, I've done that. They were like, 
really trying to help me graduate. When I see right. someone of grace, I was like, like my Chinese teacher, I went to buy her a gift because <laughs> I, I, I would tell you to do it. I, I would tell you to do it. Have, I did not have, I want to say I didn't have the time, but I'm like, technically I did. It's just that sleep is really a priority to me. I know it's not a priority to some people, but sleeping no. and relaxing is a priority to me. It's it's my number one priority. My favorite habit in life is sleep. I tell people this all the time. They're just like, what do you do in your pastime? Sleep. And they're just like, you can sleep that. I, I was like, I can get up from a nap and go right back to bed and be happy with life and just be like, oh, the joys. I get to take another nap and be okay. A lot of people don't get it. Man, they pushed me through and I graduated. <laughs> I was taking... I was taking, um, what was it, weight training or something. I was, like, not reading them emails. I'm like, this class is whatever. I'm just going to fill out the sheet that I did it. Whole time, the final exam is over Zoom. So I'm sitting there on the Zoom call. They're like, lower your back. Lower your back. And I'm trying to I'm trying to hide my, my pain. Because oh. I don't want them to see that you have not been doing any of the things that you said you were doing this whole time. You're not doing, you weren't, you weren't, there's no way you were doing right. X amount of laps if you're struggling like this. That's you've crazy. You've been doing this for three months. Hmm? No. Weight training as a class? They have weight training, yoga. Uh, I didn't want to do anything where I had to like put on a uniform and make sounds. So taekwondo, um, karate, all of that was out. Judo, I'm not doing that. I don't, that's outside of my comfort zone, like. I was like, no. And then I so didn't want... No. Why didn't you do yoga? I didn't need that either. Oh, I just don't, I see. I don't trust my body. If I bend down, I don't know what's about to get unlocked and what's about to... I don't have enough control. You sound like a 90-year-old woman. I just want you to know that. Because <laughs> I am. <laughs> That's funny. If I go down into these poses, I can't... I can't be responsible for what is released. I can't. That's funny. That's the whole purpose of them. One, just so you know. Um, Why well, I have to do that in the privacy of my home? Oh, my sister went to a hot yoga one time. She was like, "Yo, that place stunk so bad, and people <laughs> were expelling all kinds of smells. I could barely keep my focus." And then she was like, "When I got up, the puddles of sweat everywhere." I was just like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, hot anything. Why would you purposely walk into this hundred and something degree room to now exercise? Does that make sense? I go to the sauna to sit down. I'm not going into the sauna to do positions and to stretch. No, no. I would do it, but by myself. (laughs) Oh. Other people. I feel you. Um, I took up one of my, like... I think they call it, it wasn't a prerequisite, but one of the, like the free, like a, a gift free class, the like how, you, yeah, like an elective. Mine was acting. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I took an acting class and it was pretty fun. And then I was just like, maybe I should be an actor. And then, you know how parents do, they they crush that dream real early. Like, like this. <laughs> right. Like wh- acting, that's not a job. Get a real job. Um, but something I wanted to go back to, you were saying that people said HBCs aren't real colleges. Is that a thing? Yup. Students 
my friends, um, my older black family members telling me like, is that really what you want to do? Like, you're not going to be like, I was the, I was in, I ran the, the black student union and we mm-hmm. talked about it and they were in, it was split 50, 50 people were like, no, the real world has white people. You can't just hide from white people for four years. And I'm like, little do people know, most of our country's professionals come out of HBCUs. Yeah. When companies want to, when they're looking for diversity, quality candidates, they're not going to those other schools to, right. they're not going, well, I can't speak for the the um, the Ivy League, but they're not going to state schools to look for diversity they're going to hbcus because they know they have a a reputation and they want to like not only are you of color but you come from an hbcu that gives them like double diversity points right but that's so weird that i would never expect black people to say that because one thing that i find that is beneficial about going to a HBCU, unlike when you go to these other universities. Yes, you go to these other universities, you get the prestige that comes along with the name. But when you get to an HBCU, you walk out of there proud to be black. Like, it's just like, oh, look at me. I'm amazing because I'm black. It's like nothing else about you can be amazing. But the mere fact that you're black, I'm 100% amazing. And that's what HBCUs, at least what I think, is like the difference between going to any other school versus going to HBCU. You get great education. Mm-hmm. Granted, sometimes you pay the exact amount of money that you're going to be paying when you go to Ivy League, but you also are around around a group of black people doing excellence. And so it only makes you push to be excellent as opposed to if you go to this school where all these white people that are just like, oh, they got the upper hand. What am I, what am I striving for? I'm striving for this C because, you know, I don't need to fight with them. They already are going to be making it 100% of the time. You know, a lot of people do well in um, in uh, P- PWIs. It's just that, like, a lot of my friends were miserable, and I had to hold myself back from rubbing it in. Like, you, you guys even wanted to apply to an HBC. You, you thought I was being reverse racist. And I'm like, now nah, look at you. Y'all are miserable. One friend was like, yeah, I'm like a junior, and I don't have any friends <laughs> oh my gosh uh, but the other like it's like there's give and takes to everything like I mean, right. some of them they had excellent programs like excellent and honestly i was ready to go i was ready to go i was ready to leave howard like i love dc except the rats but i <laughs> had a great time i had a lot of fun but the administration just was not on my side for anything i had excellent professors for the most part like I don't think that's just a Howard thing. It was just like people you had you have to force people to do their job and I was not I wasn't ready for that. So I think if anything, it really does prepare you for the real world. You can't just think, Oh, um, I have this little thing that says that I paid for my housing. No, you have to go and check. You gotta yeah. go and check. Oh, this this is on the sheet for the pre approved classes. No, that might be from five years ago. You need to go and check. You gotta check everything. Yeah. I don't think that's a, a Howard thing. I think that's an all-college thing. Because when I was in school, I had the same issues. Like, there was a couple of times that me and Bursa, I'm telling you, I understood why they had a bulletproof glass. Because it was, like, a couple of times. I was just like, are you are you kidding me? 
I have a hold on my class. Why do I have a hold? Oh, you owe 50 cents. You couldn't take the 50 cents out your pocket and just put it there or find it from the floor? Like, why am I here? And then... Right. I've had problems with Bursa. I had problems with... Oh, FASFA, I was always late. Like, I would go to my counselor and she'd be like, Monica, FASFA was due in April. And I'm just like, we got to do that every year? And she's like, Monica... Like this, you're not a freshman anymore. Like you're supposed to be on top of these things. Like when you came here, people did this for you. Now that you're here, you have to do them from yourselves. And I guarantee, and I kid you not, the four years I was there, I never once filled the password on time. Joyce never that one once. Time, every time. Huh? Joyce did that one time every time. <laughs> I don't even know what the password looks like. Oh my gosh! I've never be- used it for myself. Be glad my counselor did it. The other thing that I also found with college was, like you said, you had to be on it for yourself. I ended up having to plan. I was an RA. I ended up having to plan for some of the girls on my floor. I used to have to help them pick out classes. What is your guidance counselor doing? Like, I I truly believe that they get paid to keep you there longer. Bro, I same lady that sent me that email. She was mm. she's my counselor. She was our our counselor sort of for freshman yeah. year, mm. and I was like, you know, really just feeling like, oh, I don't want to make a mistake. And in private school, your um your counselor, your advisor helps mm-hmm. you pick out classes. And I was like, hey, can you go over this with me? She's like, why can't you do it yourself? And I just was looking like, oh, maybe this isn't her job description. I don't know. So then I just I just was like, mom, what do you think I should take? Like. What's the best thing? Another thing about Howard or HBCUs, maybe regular schools too, I don't know. You need several mentors. Find somebody mm. that's a senior. They will gladly take you under their wing and show you what you need to do, okay? Because I didn't know about half the stuff. That yeah. I, half of the opportunities that I was missing as a freshman or a sophomore. Yeah. That's the one thing I I definitely agree with you because the, and the other thing that I can add to that is internships. I never did an internship while I was in school, and but the one thing that I noticed because I'm in a I graduated in the computer field. Had I had taken an internship, I would have probably kept that internship after graduation and landed into a job because I was in coding, and so a lot of people one year, especially when you're in coding, it's not as easy as saying, oh, I went to the school, got my coding, got taught by this teacher, because my professor was also a teacher at, like, St. John's. He was at NYU. So he was, like, up there. So if you used his name, people knew who he was. So I couldn't walk in an interview and was like, oh, Dr. Such-and-Such was my teacher, and I know coding. So what? Like, it didn't mean anything. If I had to add the internship underneath my belt, I probably would have been sitting here now making six figures, just like, hey, Salome, you want to go on my yacht somewhere? Let's let's just yeah. like leave tomorrow. Um, but I didn't fair, do that. Asking, in the job fair, they're asking, so which in, which internships have you done? And I'm just looking like, sorry, thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, I was taking classes and taking. Right. Um. So that's the only other thing that I could add to that, um, as well as study abroad. I wish I had done a study abroad. I did one. I only did it for a month, but I did it. Where did you go? I went to Taiwan. <gasps> Funny oh my story. gosh. <laughs> how many how much fun did you have? I had so much fun. Oh my god. So don't tell my mom. 
something because I pay for some of this, but she pays for some of it, and they go film me pay for some of it, and then I had got I was watching this um Chinese drama, mm-hmm. and after it ended, it was set at a university in Shanghai, and I was like, I want to I want to live this life like. I can get hundreds of hours of watch time. So I started looking for a school in Shanghai. Like, I want to I wanna live this fantasy. Right. The school in Shanghai was not available. So I went with Taiwan. I had so much fun. I was the one little chocolate drop. What felt oh, like they love you. City. No, China, China and Taiwan are different. Okay, in China, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, ah. Look at you, Obama. But <laughs> it's Taiwan. Taiwan is not like that? No, they did not bat an eye, okay? They did not mm. bat an eye. This one lady kind of like looked kind of amazed when she was riding her bike. And yeah. But I, that could have just been because I was like fake working out. I had all like next to nothing. And that's not what they do over there, but that's what I do. <clears throat> um, wow. Thanks, thanks for that. Thanks. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, um, one month in Taiwan. Excellent. I feel like maybe that's why I'm such a traveler now is because I didn't get to do it when I was younger. Like I missed out in high school um, when they had to study abroad because I didn't really care. And I was like, I'm not traveling. And then when it went to, came to college, I was just like, oh, I'm working and I'm going to school. I don't have time for this. So then I was just like, whatever. And now that I'm older, I'm just like, I need to see everything and go everywhere and spend weeks in Africa and backpack through this country. And it's just like, now I want to see everything when I could have done it when I was younger. I still feel that way. I've been, I've been to most of the continents now. And I still want to keep going. And I'm if jealous. it wasn't for the pandemic, I would have had two more vacations. I would have went to... So I went two places for spring break. I would have went two more places. Oh, I'm right with you. If there was not a pandemic, I can't even blame my having to stay put on a pandemic. I feel like if I wasn't sick, because prior to being sick, I literally had, I was looking at my my planner. I had four trips a year. And one of the trips was going to Miami to go to Carnival. And then the other trip was to go home, Antigua. And so I started going back to Antigua every year, Miami every year. So I would plan those out and then I would pick like two other places. So it would be one trip would have to be abroad. I'm talking about like Europe, Asia, some far. The other three can be like me going to, from here to California. Like I don't care. Or from here to the beach, um, to the Caribbean islands. But I would have to be somewhere. And then once I got sick, excuse me, it just like stopped because we went to, I've been to Spain. I've been to Paris. I've been to Budapest. <clears throat> Uh, been to Mexico, lived in Costa Rica, um, been to the Caribbean islands. I went to St. Thomas for the first time. Amazing. <clears throat> and then I got sick and was just like, this flying thing. Hmm. I'm gonna put a pause on that and just like, wait. And now in hindsight, I'm just like, ah, soon and very soon, soon and very soon. But, um, yeah, I think that's all I have. It's been a all over the place college related topic conversation. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, at this stage I just 
I need a job. Because I, <laughs> I always want to stay home forever. Everybody's talking about how they're moving out, living out, getting their apartments. I'm, like, I'm staying at my mom's house forever. But that was naive. I have to go. <laughs> I have to get out of here. I think the I think so here's my advice to you as a person that has been like has lived home until I was in my thirties. Yes. Till I was in my thirties. I had to think about it because I forget often how old I am now. Um I would tell you, do not leave one unless you have money stacked, right? For just in case. I do if there's one thing I do is save money. While I was in college, That's amazing. Let, me, let me just tell let me just tell people this because you don't understand how much money people spend in college. Oh, a lot. On food. Just nothing. On yeah. just frivolous nothing. People I never got a refund check. My mom always took those. She made sure they go right to her bank account and she sends them directly back to the loan people. So that refund check life, I never lived it. But I was working since sophomore year. Half, at mm. least, half of every single paycheck goes into my savings this whole time. That's amazing. So, when I finally get my license, I'm going to purchase a little automobile. And, like, I just have money for, you know, whatever happens. Right. And there's people that made more than me. Like, they were getting paid more, they were working more, just to spend it. Oh, on nothing. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, when in your life are you about to have no bills, no responsibilities, just making disposable income? Nobody thinks that far. Most people don't think like that. So that's the first. Because even when I think about me going to college, I didn't start saving until probably my sophomore year in college, sophomore, junior year in college, because I had a job and I was like, oh, I need to start saving money because I want to do these other things. And I also think I was just saving because I just was like frugal. I'm a frugal person, not cheap, frugal. I'm not spending $1,000 on this pocketbook. I'm not. That's just not who I am. And so when I went to college, I remember the day I got to college, remember how it looked like me packing stuff, taking school stuff to school. The, after the four years, I literally looked at all my stuff and said, none of these shoes that I have now, I came here with on freshman year. <laughs> and I had 30 pairs of shoes. Oh, you and your shoe addiction. <laughs> Girl, I got a whole wall now. I'm even thinking about how to recreate my bedroom to make it look like a boutique with my shoes hanging from the walls and stuff. I love my shoes. But, so I would tell you, well, you have your savings good together. Two, don't leave unless you can no longer stand your parents. And the reason why I say that is when you live on your own, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like if I could, I would have stayed with my, my mom until the dying day. Remind you, I said my mom. I would stay with my mom until the dying day. Never have moved out. But there is nothing like having a peace of mind when you own your own and you could walk into your house and say, yo... I don't feel like wearing this bra and no one's going to tell me to put on a bra and you rip it off and now you're in your house naked, right? There is nothing like that feeling. But to be home with your parents or in your case, well, just for anybody, listen, to be home with your parents. Mm. Yes, there are some days where you're just like, if only to have my own place, it would be amazing. Mm. 
But that only happens once or twice. Majority of the time, it's like, I have my freedom. Mom, you're getting on my nerves. I'm going to my room. If you need me, text me. Don't call me. Like you can, you can have, some people have that freedom. And if you have that freedom, I would tell you to stay in your house as long as possible. If you do not have that freedom, get out now for your own sanity. So it's like a, it's It's like a balance. It's like, I just don't want to be 25. I like, I'm not dating. I'm not interested in dating, but it's just like, I don't want to be telling my friends like, oh, sorry, we have to stay down here because my mom said I can't have boys in my room. Like, I'm, I don't want to be 25 saying that. Uh, I was 30 saying that. Trust me, you'll get over it. It's not, if if that's the reason you want your own space, continue saving and buy yourself a house. Like, I kid you not. I know exactly what you're feeling because I had it so bad that growing up, not even growing up, I was 30 years old, 30, 30. I bought a friend to the house. And I'm talking about this is strictly a friend, not somebody I'm interested in, not somebody that I'm trying to hook up with or anything. I bought him to the house to introduce him to my parents. I think I was 32 at the time. And then in talking, we found out that his father actually went to school with my mother. I brought him here because I knew he was from Antigua. My parents are from Antigua. I brought him here to say, hey, guys, look, I found another folk from Antigua, family possibly. Let's have a conversation. My dad. I'm like, hey, guys, such and such is coming up the stairs. Here go my dad. (sighs) Storms up the stairs. So my friend who is now in the house sees my father stomping like a child having a tantrum, going up the stairs, door slams. (laughs) I literally looked at my friend and was like, I'm sorry. I I don't know. And my mom is just like, huh. So they're sitting down talking and then she realizes like she went to school with his father. And so now they're having like a big thing. And my dad refuses to come out of his bedroom because this guy is here. And I'm just like what unless your life is like that i feel like you'd be all right we can sit we can sit right here on this couch and watch this tv it'll be fine i just want the freedom of living i just want to have complete control (laughs) but i do i want to continue saving and i want to do like make large investments i don't know I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna see how much money I make. Because if I'm making a lot, a lot of money, I'm gonna yeah. Go. I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta go. Unless my mom is willing to let me stay in exchange for more money. Because how I have it now is I just she throw me a bill every once in a while. But gotcha. if I make more money and she's willing to like leave me alone if mm-hmm. I pay things more consistently. I think you're you're going through so as a as a old person, that's what I'm gonna catch have my side. I'm not allowed to say old, sorry. The people that are around me that are younger than me that are like your age are just like your vintage. So that's what I'm gonna go with. Oh Being the vintage person that I am, I would say I understand where you're coming with coming from a hundred percent. Cause I've been there. I was about the same age. Like I think I got anti- yeah, about 25, because I had, like, just gotten home. I was also living on campus, so I had came back home. And I was like, curfew? <laughs> what do you think I was doing? <laughs> like, 
who are you talking to, man, sir? Like, curfew? I don't know what those words mean. I'm a grown adult now. Boop. And then I remember one time I came in at 11, and it was, like, about to be WWE throwdown in the house because Monica came in at 11. And I'm just like, I am not a child. I'm a grown adult. Like, it's a difference. This happened up until while I was in my 30s, too. I stroll in, like... This happened recently. So I'm so since I've gotten sick, I have been home with my parents. I was at my friend's backyard. He literally lives two blocks from me. I put my phone down, went to this house about, the sun was up, so it's probably like four. And I was like, I'm going to leave at 10. So I'm thinking in my head, 10 o'clock comes, I'm going to leave. I put my phone down. I am 37, mind you, right? Staying with my parents. Put my phone down. Someone says, it's 11 o'clock. I go, oh, snap. I looked at my phone, Salome. I had 13 missed calls, five text messages. Where are you and why are you not home? My mom says, your dad is waiting for you to come in the house because he says no one should be coming in this house once he's in bed. Like I was just like, so I text my mom and I said to her, I was like, one, I'm sorry. I didn't realize one, I, it was that late. Like I was planning on trying to be home at 10. So I'm just trying to get a ride. Then I started really realizing that I am going back into the state of me being in my teenage years where I'm trying now to not make my feels feel uncomfortable because Monica has to go because her parents need her home right now. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to leave what's happening here without giving people, like putting other people under anxiety. I'm 37 years old. Why must I be going through all this damage control? Like if I'm at my own house, I'm I'm going to bed at three o'clock in the morning. Tell me something different. Here, there was a point that if I wasn't up and out of bed by nine o'clock, it was an argument. Why are you sleeping so long? Why are you clocking me? Like, (laughs) so I'm saying all of this to say, like, I understand where you're coming from. You probably don't even have it as twice as hard as, as much as I do, but I understand where you're, yeah, I understand where you're coming from and the desire to like have people in your room and just hanging out and things like that and closing the door. Closing the door is a big one. You can be in my room. I just can't close the door. So I won't have a door. Like I understand all these different things. But don't leave the comforts of your parents' house just for that one thing. Like, have it be a buildup of things, right, before you leave, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, don't make, oh, because I can't have people in my room, the reason why you want to be on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that would be my advice to you and for everyone that's listening. Because as a person that is living on her own, after living with a family of, of three other people, silence is deafening. Let me tell you. There are a lot of times that I just want to go to my sister's house, just bother her. Because I'm like, dang, it's really quiet in here. I would do that with Jamila, but she locked the door. <laughs> Turn off the light. Pretend she's not. <laughs> she she basically do that now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. But I love you and your Jamila together. Y'all are like... I could. I feel like y'all need a TV show. What? 
Yeah, like I would watch y'all foolishness because y'all we would have a, We have a YouTube channel if she ever commits to filming with me. I need her to commit because I think I ended up watching one or two episodes. Yeah. But I would definitely commit to watching the two of you together. Like we used to tell your dad all the time, you need to be on TV. And he'd be like, what? Me? Like, yes, you need to be on TV. Like I would pay to watch you. People would pay to watch you like all the time. And he was just like, no, that's not. No, 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 no. But yeah, (laughs) it runs in the family. Yes, sir. Um, but this has been I think we've overdone this. We've stabbed it several times with a knife. Okay. <laughs> this has been uh what life transitions during a pandemic. Very much so. This is this is exactly what it is. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I will keep my ears to the floor though. Because I am very good at this. Uh, I've been giving the name the plug mm-hmm. because of it. Um, for some reason, I'm always... Like, as somebody tells me exactly what they're looking for, somehow it always ends up in my feed. And then I end up sharing it out to, like, the people that need it. So I will keep my air out for business, international business management. Yeah, supply chain or consulting, I think. But honestly, I just want to make... I want to make like more than 50k. That's the really important part. That's amazing. And I I don't want to do customer service. I don't want to talk to your customer. No. Every once in a while, I could talk to clients. Mm -hmm. I can talk to like account holders, but customers. No, I wouldn't do that to you. Chargers, no. Okay. I would not do that to you. I I actually think I saw something today. I'm going to look back through my stuff and get back to you. Because I think I saw something directly on that. It might have been on LinkedIn that somebody had emailed it to me. Ugh. But I will definitely get up with you, girl. Thank you for being on another episode with, well, an episode with me. Hopefully, I will be able to bring you on again or we could be doing this in person. Um. But until then, I want to thank everyone for listening to us tonight on this rant or conversation <laughs> that we're having. Um, I hope that you gain some practical information to use in your search for college and just in everyday life as a college graduate. Uh, stay tuned. I will be having a guest that's coming on to talk about a quarter life crisis. So listen out for that. And I hope all is well. Take care.